0: Welcome to Not Your Average Mother Runner podcast. My name is Lisa, and this is not just a podcast about running. This is a podcast to empower women through fitness and health and everything in between. Because let's be honest, ladies. This journey could suck if we don't get our shit together. Welcome back to Not Your Average Mother Runner podcast. I am your host, Lisa. Just be sure to listen to the episodes on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeart. And as you know, I drop a new episode every Wednesday. I hope you know this, but if you don't, If you subscribe to any of those platforms, you will be notified when the new episode is released. And also, for the ladies, you can be part of a private Facebook page for the podcast. And this is actually a great opportunity to have discussions about the podcast episodes, which is what has been happening. Um, And I also provide insights about the guests, you know, the guests that come on, letting you know little things about them that. I'm not talking about or haven't spoken about on the podcast episode. So it's really an amazing place for empowerment, um, having those important discussions that we sometimes don't have and, you know, all relating to the episodes on the podcast. So the link on that Facebook page is on the episode notes as well as on the podcast website. So, Today, we're talking about sex. <laughs> um, so this morning, I woke up just singing that song, Let's Talk About Sex, because I have a very special guest. And as soon as I knew, well, as soon as I found out what she's all about, I was like, oh, I think we're in the middle of a Zoom uh, meeting and I private messaged her saying I want you on my podcast and thankfully she said yes. So today I have Anna, and she is an educated Latina whose purpose in life is to bring scientific-based sex education to marginalized communities and get Latinas talking about sex. This CSU East Bay alum, is currently pursuing a Master of Social Work and a Master's of Education in Human Sexualities from Widener University. As a certified sex coach and owner of sex in Spanglish, she empowers Latinx women and those who have been socialized as women with scientific-based sex education, as well as coaching through sexual issues and frustrations. Ana's goal for her clients is to help them embrace both their culture and their sexuality. She is dedicated, and I love this, to empowering mujeres to get in touch with their bodies so they can own their own pleasure and discuss their deseos con confianza. I love that. (laughs) So for those who don't know what that means, basically... Feeling confident and telling people what you want through, se- you know, out of sex, right? You know, telling them what you desire with confidence, which a lot of Latinas don't have that confidence to do so. So welcome, Ana.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> no, I, You know, I woke up in a really great mood. I mean, of course I would tell you about the, the weather affecting my sinuses, but I, literally I woke up singing that song in my head, let's talk about that, you know, <laughs> so, um, but I know it's also a serious subject because of the Latina culture and, you know, what that, how does that uh, relate to us and um, what is acceptable. So, just briefly discuss, you know, your background, where you're from, what type of profession are you in, what do you do? Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, thank you for having me. Um, <laughs> yeah. So,
1: I'm originally from Illinois, and I moved to California as a toddler. But I spent like my time um, broken <laughs> in between. You know, I would go back and forth, and I was mainly in California. Um, so, one just seeing that difference. Um, you know, how it's, we're more liberal here in California versus Illinois. And um, yeah, so I work currently, I'm a woman of many hats. So I'm a tutor for homeschool children. Um, and I also help take care of my elderly grandmother. And then I also work for an, uh, a nonprofit here in Northern California. Uh, so I'm a health coach there. So that's exciting because you're a health coach. Yeah. i <laughs> so in the same, um, not in the same like private clients it's more like community right. work um um yeah so i'm pursuing a master's like you said in social work and human sexualities how did you
0: get into that like did you th- i mean and i asked this question because obviously a lot of the time you know you don't grow up you're not growing you know as a kid and say when i grow up i want to be a sex ed you know i want to be yeah. you know a sex therapist yeah. um how did that all happen So what's so
1: funny that you say that you don't grow up doing that. I seriously wanted to reform sex education since I was like five. (laughs) Okay. I I have no idea how I got that like idea in my head. I I don't know. I just remember um, there's these three little girls that lived across the street from me and they would come over every other weekend because they were from a split home. So they would come over every other weekend when they were here, like by my house. And we would, and I would be telling them about sex. Like, I don't even know what I said. It was probably all wrong. Just like what I thought it was, you know, and I don't know where I got it from. And then like, there's not like a direct path, you know, to be a sex education teacher. Mm -hmm. right? So I was like, oh, that's not a thing. You know, like, I didn't know how people got there. So I kind of forgot about it. And then when I started college, um, I started off as like a science major, even though I hate science. And then I took a psychology class and there was a a class on human sexualities and I didn't take it, but I was like, I need to talk to that professor like ASAP. Mm -hmm. So I talked to the professor and I was like, Hey, like I wanted to do like some type of like sex education reform. And then she was telling me about like sex therapy. And I was like, Oh, that's what I want to do. I'm switching to psychology. So I switched my uh, major to psychology. I ended up graduating with a bachelor's of psychology. And then I went to go get my master's and I was like, I don't want to do therapy. (laughs) That's not my thing. Right. Um, And so I'm a sex coach. And the difference between the coaching and the therapy is more so you like, as you know, you know, you're more of like a guide and support rather than, you know, talking about the past. And although I think the past is important, I just like the idea of a coach. That's more like my style. Um, And still that sex education um, passion is still there for sure. So.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That is, interesting, Anna. <laughs> that is interesting. Um you're currently pursuing the master of social mm-hmm. work which makes sense because that's more of like the social uh, aspects of yeah. our in cultures and communities and things like that and then the education is is the teaching part of uh in human sexuality. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. And how did you think of opening or having your own business of a sex in Spanglish? And where, where did that come from? Yeah, so
1: I decided, so I when I started Widener, I was kind of looking up like different programs that I could do like in addition. And I found out sex coaching and I was like, oh, I think this is more my thing, you know. So I joined a program and I won't name it because, let's just, <laughs> get, let's just not. Know. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. So I joined it and um, it, it gave me a lot of um, basic information. And then of course I got my coaching tools from, you know, my job and I just, that's where I really was like, okay, this is, you know, I, I want to do coaching. Like this is way better than therapy uh, for mm-hmm. me, you know? Um, and then I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to open a coaching business. And I knew that I wanted to do it for a really long time and I just never like pulled the triggers. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to sign up for my LLC. And then, so just one day I just woke up and like did it. And then, so then I was like, okay, well, I'm a business owner. Now I have to do something with it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And then I originally wanted to do, um, pathway to pleasure, but I was like, it's too long. It doesn't resonate. Like, I really want to work with the Latin community and I was like, it just doesn't resonate. And then just like one day I woke up in the middle of my sleep. It was like sex and Spanglish. That's what it is. Oh wow. It it like just like came to me in a dream, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So what's the pathway to pleasure? (laughs) Yeah. So my idea with that was basically to get um, people, well women in particular, on their way to pleasure. So whether it be, um, you know, in the bedroom or outside, as in like, you know, self care and kind of things like that, that also help with and tie in with that, um, you know, that sex portion, right? Yeah. And then it was just too long. The name, I love the name, but it was just not what I'm going for as far as the community. And so sex and Spanglish it is.
0: I love it. I love, I love it. I'm glad you Woke up with that epiphany and yeah. <laughs> named. I mean, that's kind of how it always happens, right? Like, you're just like, got it. You know, the light bulb goes off. Yeah. Um, so when we think about um, Latinas <laughs> and sex, or lack thereof, because I mean, and I don't, I don't mean like, you know, I mean that as a culture, it's not something that we always talk to or talk about especially to the girls especially Mm -hmm. to the latinas like i remember growing up and i never really had the talk i know the kids started talking about it and i started asking my mom and she went to the library and got me a book (laughs) welcome sex ed (laughs) <laughs> well, the book is more than some people get. So I mean, right, right. Here. I mean, there was pictures, and I'm just like hor- horrified. I'm like, oh my god, what is this? And um, it wasn't, it wasn't a very, I, I mean, and I hope to God my mother doesn't listen to this, but it wasn't like your opened discussion, like okay, let's have that talk, you know, um. Yeah. I know that she felt very uncomfortable and everything I learned about sex was TV. Yeah, for sure. You
1: know?
0: I thought, you you know, making love was kissing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, but what, why did you think, I mean, I, I, I know why you think, but discuss some of the cultural teachings because there's a lot of people who are listening who are not from a Latin background that may not resonate with what we're saying. So, discuss some of the things—the uh, cultural aspect of 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 when it comes to sex.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's almost like a dichotomy. So those who are not familiar with the Latin culture, the women are hypersexualized in media. So we're you know the sultry, sexy kind of thing. And then um, behind closed doors or at home, <laughs> we mm-hmm. are not talked to about sex. The women, in particular, uh, we're not talked to about sex, and we are. Kind of like encouraged to remain um, pure or virgin, you know, until marriage, and we're not talked to about sex, even about our own bodies. So it's not even just about you know having sex, the act of sex. It's about our own bodies and like knowing like what's going on with our bodies. So then, because of that, one, we can't ask what what we want for um, pleasure wise, like you know during sex, we can't talk about uh, what we want. Um, because we don't know, uh, we don't, and then we don't know our body. So we don't know what we like. We don't necessarily know what we, um, do like.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then, um, we, when we go to the doctor, we don't necessarily know that something's wrong or we just don't go to the doctor. Um, <clears throat> so it kind of all ties in. You no, know, we're having babies. Um, uh, I mean, I'm not a mom myself, but we're having babies and, we don't even know the parts that are going on. You
0: know? Oh my like, God. that is yeah. Yes. So true. Yeah. So true. But I'm glad you said that because I didn't even think about that aspect of, yes, Latina, sultry, we're spicy, <laughs> you know? And then we go home and we're like, stay pure, don't have sex, don't know anything about your body. And it is interesting because I think that when you see TV, that is how we are depicted. And then when we're home, we don't talk about it. And then when we grow up and we go into the real world and I can remember, you know, when I came out into the real, I shouldn't say when I came out to the real world, when (laughs) I was an adult going out, that's when J-Lo exploded. So everybody wanted a J-Lo. And the minute I said I was Puerto Rican, they're like, oh my God, you're like a J-Lo. And then all of a sudden I was spicy and sexy. And I was like, oh my God, what are they, you know, I was so, because I was brought up of. You know, you you don't want to, you know, be that kind of woman. You know, you want to Mm -hmm. save yourself um, and all of that. And it was so conflicting, you know. And and talk a little bit about that. You know, and maybe in your own experiences, if any, or any of the other uh, women that you might have been in contact with, like how, how what does that do to us? Like when we're put into that position. Yeah,
1: so there's like these expectations, particularly, and it's so weird, because I want to say particularly outside of the Latin community, but even the men like expect us to like, you know, like know these things, like know, like what we're doing in the bedroom or whatever, right? But then if we do know, then we're like, it's like, oh, why do you know this? Like, like, no, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to know what I like. I'm not supposed yes. to know, like, literally what's on my body. I am I should know, honey. Yeah. Um, or like, if if we find it pleasurable um you know like even if you orgasm it's like oh like you've done this before like whoa well, hold on right mm-hmm. so that's that's what like latin men and then like outside of the culture um you're like expected to know um i've met women that they're expected to know like all these things and like you know be this i don't know like this nymphomaniac and like <clears throat> have all these like tips and tricks and things up your sleeve and then <laughs> if you don't know because and especially if you know you're like if you're new to this Mm -hmm. um then they're like oh like so it's like you have this high super high expectation and it's like nothing yeah they're like you don't know you know right the the expectations are set so high but you don't know
0: what you don't know Um, right it is it is conflicting because then they're like well hell this is not what I was in for you know right
1: yeah and then we don't even seek out we're not encouraged to seek out the knowledge for ourselves we're kind of just expected like our our partner to teach us our husband to teach us and it's like no yeah (laughs) I mean that's part of it but also like you know and I imagine that like especially the way that porn has become virtual and things like that like now women are turning to and even men are doing this but um you know the people that aren't educated, they're turning and looking at, you know, porn and it's, it's the most common educator, but it is the worst educator because mm-hmm. we're watching free porn. Um, and so it's not, that's not what sex looks like. It's not reality
0: <laughs> people, the angle. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I can't get, my, you know, um, yeah, the, it's, it's not reality, but I think that you were talking about something where where you mentioned that, you know, you're expected to be like this master of sex with all the tools, you know, up up there, you know, your sleeve. And I can recall, and I, when I was dating younger, and I didn't date a lot, I was focused on my studies, because that's what I was supposed to do. Um, but I remember when the girls all the, the women that I would be with talking about all these sexual positions, and I'd be like, what's what's that? <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh my God, where have I been? Never like, have been, yeah. Under a rock all these years? And I'm like, yeah, you know, and, yeah. and then the men would talk about it and I would have to, and by, you know, during that time, we didn't have like, I mean, we had an internet, but it's not like we had a phone where we could look it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to go home and go on my lap, on my computer, not leaving a laptop, go on my computer <laughs> and look it up because I'm like, what the hell is that? And then I'm like, yeah. oh, ow. <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> so I mean, it is an issue. But, you know, Anna, how do we how do we change this? Because I almost feel like, you know, do do we start at the home or do we because it's a it's a a whole like society, you know, we got the society pressure and then we got our family. Like how do we deal with that? And like if there's a, a Latina that's home and it's younger than us, then you know how does she go to these resources to educate herself if her parents don't want to, refuse to? Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. What
0: are what's out there?
1: So for uh, women that are still at home, which I imagine even some older ones are probably still at home, just because <laughs> of <their> culture, right? <laughs> so the first thing I would say would be get educated on your body Mm -hmm. know um you know what you like what you don't like like self-pleasure is okay it's totally normal also get in touch with your body as in like what you have know the names of the parts know what's normal for you as far as like you know um your menstrual cycle and discharge and things like that. And just like know what your body looks like and get familiar with it. Just like even looking at it, you know, touching it and not even like a pleasurable way. And then also then, you know, then comes to the self-pleasure, then comes to the masturbation and then also educating yourself on, you know, sex and like you have the bodily autonomy. You were born with that. You have the, you know, the power to tell, others what you want what you don't want um you know don't accept mediocre sex that is not you mm-hmm. know and if you don't say what you don't want or if yeah if you, you don't say what you don't want if you don't say what you do want you're not going to you're not going to get it right, right. like our your partner doesn't know and just a forewarning for anyone that hasn't had sex with a, a latino um they're not taught a lot either so it's it's typically going to be very um churchy is how, like to, is how I like to call it. Like very, you know, we're going to get the job done, but yeah, it's not, it's not kinky in any way. Um, so it's definitely something, you know, educate yourself, come as you are, is a great book, um, to get started. Oh, okay. Um, I, I really enjoyed that book. Um, and there was one other one that I was just reading and I can't think of the name of it, but I can send it to you.
0: Yeah. What's the um, come as you are. Who's the author? Do you know? It's Emily. Um, I
1: can look it up really quick. I yeah. think it's Emily Neg- Give me one second. I don't remember the last name. Oh, and the other one is the fifth vital sign. Um, and that one is actually about your cycle and like the science behind it. So it's, it's kind of science. Oh no, it's really sciencey. But it also talks about how like your cycle tells you things about your body. So that mm-hmm. goes back to like educating yourself on your body, and you know, like, really knowing like what your body is because it's not like a, a one size fits all. You know that our bodies are different, and yeah, they pretty much all have the same function. But your your cycle actually tells you things about you. Um, so that's it goes into that, and it talks about you know like before. Um, um, especially in like Latin American countries, they were, they use what they call like the calendar method as birth control. And so it talks about that and how like fertility, fertility awareness and how, you know, we don't have to be on these pills and things like that. And then like our body, like we can know when we're ovulating. And so for those that don't know, you're not ovulating, um, and you don't have an egg in your body at that time, you know, released you can get pregnant. Um, So a lot of people think you can get pregnant any time of the year. And that's not true. So reading things like that um, really help you. So the come as you are is by um, Emily Nagoski and she's a PhD. Um, So it's called come as you are the surprising new science that will transform your sex life. Okay. And what's that one about? Um, That one's just about like women and sexuality and it's, I like that it's pretty, um, so it's very thorough, but it's also very, um, basic in the sense that, you know, it's kind of like a 101 is like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so it's very thorough, but it's also very, um, relatable. And then her and her sister, um, they actually wrote a book called burnout and it talks about, and I think that's very relevant to our culture. So it talks about like ending the burnout cycle and like the stress cycle. And if we don't end it then it like, so I guess our stress Mm -hmm. runs in cycles in our bodies. And if we don't end it, then it continues. Right. And I think that as Latin women, especially we're so focused on the family and, you know, like doing things for everyone else. And I think that that's great. That's a beautiful aspect of our culture, but we forget ourselves. And it talks about the importance of actually, you know, like self-care and -hmm. that leads back to sex because, if we're all frazzled out, you're not going to orgasm. So I know there's a lot of women that say that they can orgasm or that they don't and they're just like, okay, they take it what it is, like, oh, well, I enjoy sex, but I just don't orgasm. Like, no, you do, you just haven't. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) And,
1: um, you know, like learning about about that stress cycle and like learning about self-care. I know self-care is like such like a common word nowadays, like, oh, go get your nails done. And like, no, it's about really taking care of yourself and, you know, things that you enjoy. And maybe you do enjoy getting your nails done. And that's great. But is it a relaxing uh, activity for you? Um, right. So I think the Burnout book is actually another great one. And it has really great insight and science-based information as well. So,
0: yeah, I, you mentioned a couple of things. So let's talk about the Latinos, because you mentioned, you know, how they are taught. What are they taught about sex? you know um I, mean, I have a brother but we don't talk about that but <laughs> you know right. but i do know that you know he's definitely treated differently you know when we were growing okay. up so talk a little bit about that and it's it you know i don't want to say that you know and i i think that a lot of the women that are listening right now who are not latinas um will may you know resonate with what we're talking about because i could tell you i had a friend who was italian strong italian she was a a first generation and it was so similar you know it was very similar to the latina latino culture and you know i i I, there are some similarities um but of course there are a little bit of of differences within those different cultures Mm -hmm. um but when we talk about the latinos um i think you know it's a man obviously you know men are treated different when it comes to sex overall but what do you think is specific for the latino men that that might educate other people
1: yeah so it's so weird because they are actually it's almost like an accolade like they're supposed to be super sexual and and this is like you know prior to marriage and like the women you know like they're supposed to be like that's their like goal in life almost is like to get um You know, it's it's admirable to be like sexually active and like uh, we call it like macho. You know, like you're Mm -hmm. you're this manly man that you know. And then, but they're not educated. You know, because we don't talk about it at all, so we're not educated about sex at all. So they don't know the basic functions and things of their own parts and Mm -hmm. their you know their bodies and things like that. And similarly they don't go to the doctor when something's wrong because they don't know that something's wrong. So um, yeah, it's, it's pretty much the same. They're not educated, but then they're also expected. So that's another dichotomy like within the, within the home. Right. So like, it's like, well, you're expected to do this, but we're not going to give you the knowledge to do it. <laughs> you know, it'd be like telling right. someone to do the SAT and not teaching them anything
0: prior to like, right. it makes no sense. Right. Um, yeah. Which makes which makes the whole thing interesting because like we it's like the blind leading the blind, right. you know. Exactly. Um, we're going through the motions, and and it, it, that's really what it is. You're going through the the motions. What you think is right, but it, it may not even be right. Or there's more to it that you don't yeah. even know. That your mind hasn't even yeah. been opened up to the other things that uh, the other possibilities. So that is interesting. So as a coach like, how do you, how does one coach someone into this? Like, what are some of the tools that you would use? Would it be with a a woman? Um, Does she necessarily have to be in a relationship or just? No,
1: definitely not. Um, We're, as humans, we're sexual beings. Like, even if we're not sexually active, you know, even like if you never had sex before, like, we're all sexual beings. And so, I love education. Um, I mean, maybe as you could tell from my biography, (laughs) (laughs) I love education, and um, yeah. And so I empower women just by educating them, by you know talking with them rather than at them as they would like at a you know at a clinic maybe or something like that. Um, You know, and talking with them and educating them about their bodies, and you know maybe clarifying some things that they have wrong that they were taught wrong. Uh, maybe they got it off the internet. And I know there's so much information out there. So you're bound to get something wrong because there's so much different information out there, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So just like educating them and making sure that they're, um, you know, confident. Um, I think that knowledge is power. Um, and so having that, knowing, knowing that about their bodies and about like the functions and like, oh, like what's normal for me? Um, and, you know, being confident in that, and also get them comfortable talking about sex, so that when they do have a partner or um, they, you know, they decide to have sex, then they have that, you know, knowledge to know. Okay, this is what I like. This is what I don't like, kind of thing. And if they're already having sex, still clarifying. Uh, there's a lot of things that I, I see see a lot of my clients come to me that they that they are just misinformed,
0: and mm-hmm. that's totally
1: okay. And so providing that safe space for them to be wrong and mm-hmm. also correcting them and being like, Hey, like, no, actually it's this way. And a lot of times it's like for the better. So they're yeah. thinking, Oh, I just can't orgasm. It's like, no, actually you can. So let me tell you, you know, <laughs> so like, like giving them the the correct information and also providing like a space, like, I know in Spanish we call it like, you know, to have mm-hmm. that like girl talk, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also as a Latina, it's important for, you know, people to come that like look like me right like they don't have I mean obviously like I accept other clients as well with different ethnic backgrounds but like my goal is to work with the Latin community and specifically Latinas and so you know it's important for me I know like if when I went to therapy when I was in school like to have like this white dude sitting in front of me I'm like okay you don't
0: know what I'm talking about yeah but I have that you know um there's a cultural understanding. I mean, yeah. obviously I'm talking yeah. to you and you're like, you're laughing because you know what I'm talking about. You yeah. know what? You know, yeah. you know, there's some, it's relatable. So it does make sense that you want to give to, back to the community, to the Latinas because you were given those tools. So you're doing, you know, you're giving it back to them. But how would somebody ask with confidence? How do you, how would someone start? they are in a relationship, just to give an example. And because and, I think we talk about it, but how yeah. do you do it? Like do you say, <laughs> no, it's this way. Nope. And then, you, but then here's the thing, Anna, because you want to say it, but then you don't want to offend the person because of yeah, their egos, right? Because sure. men have yeah. these egos and then they feel like you're telling them what to do on something <laughs> that they were born to do, you know, that they do right. Um, how, yeah. I mean, man, it's <laughs> to be a woman. Jesus, you know, it's you know, damn if you do, damn you don't. So you want to tell right. them, but you don't want to yeah. offend them. So how does yeah, one to do sure. that? So I definitely think
1: that this is like a super common problem, and I also think that if you're with, especially like if you're in your thirties and up already, and you're with the oh, I should say, if you're with a man who is in thirties and up. In particular, Mm -hmm. and he, I can see. You know, we all have egos. So, you know, if you told you're doing something wrong, I mean, it's gonna hurt a little bit. But if they make this huge production out of it and like get offended because you're asking for what you want and like how you like it and things like that, and concerned about your own pleasure, and they're not concerned about your pleasure to begin with, or they're not checking in with you, that's the wrong person for you. Like they're just in it for themselves. So you need to be with somebody sexually. It is going to, you know, look, be on the lookout for not only his pleasure, but yours and your pleasure first, because women and men's bodies um, act differently uh, in like the sexual response cycle. So women's are a little bit delayed, which is yeah. fine.
0: Yeah. But thank you, you know, for saying need, that.
1: Yeah. So they, they, you know, if they're not concerned with your pleasure, you don't need to be with them to begin. With. Right. But if you're already with a partner, you know, you've been with them for a little bit. You're like, oh, shit, now it's too late. Now you think i like this way, you know. Right. So, (laughs) yeah, super common problem. Um, So I always like to encourage my clients to have the conversation outside of the bedroom. So it takes the pressure off. So like uh, if a woman is going into labor, for example, you're not going to start coaching her on breathing while she's already in labor. right? right? It happens before. So Mm -hmm. have the conversations, whether it's before sex, after sex, or even both have those conversations outside of the bedroom. If you have something in your head that you might want to try or like a technique, you want him to try on you or her, um, you know, just have that conversation, just bring it up, be like, Hey, you know what? Like I heard about this thing. And like, you could totally like shove it off. Like, this is not something I was looking up. Like you could say, like, I heard about this thing from, I don't know, my friend, they said that whatever the hell, you know? And like, it sounds really cool. Like, I think we should try it, you know, just like be excited about it. And if you're mm-hmm. excited about it and this person actually like cares about your pleasure, then, you know, they'll be excited about it too. Or they'll show that, you know, they're interested, right? And listening to what you have to say because they care about you as a person.
0: Right. And if you don't,
1: move on to the next one, right? Yeah. Like, um, or like, like in Spanish, we always say, mejor que mala and I think that <laughs> the way with sex too, like, I would rather be by myself and mm-hmm. know what I like and, you know, please myself and be with someone that's have horrible sex. Like, is, yeah, you know, there's too many tools in our toolboxes to to just do lay under anybody. Like, that's, right. You know, right. Have, yeah. Yeah. Something. I'm I like. love that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I. Yeah, exactly. And I like the fact that you said that you take it out of the bedroom and have that discussion you know, up over coffee, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, or sure. something like that. And
1: the yeah,
0: and I think they're more, they may be more open, but Jesus, we have to plan this too, so anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the good news is, though,
1: sometimes, you know, they, they forget, you know, if they're not trained well, they'll forget, so... Or, or maybe you just realize like, oh shit, maybe I don't like this. Or, you know, like, Mm. especially depending on your cycle, sometimes you could be more sensitive or like, maybe you don't like it or, you know, whatever. So if it's already happening and you decide that you don't like something, maybe just that day, you don't like it. Be like, you know what? So I like to call it a shit sandwich. So like, I like, you can say, you know what? I love when you do X, whatever it is. I love when you like touch me and you like embrace me while we're having sex. And I also would love it. Like redirect them. Don't just say you're doing this wrong. Like redirect them. Like what do you, because then they're going to be like, okay, well what the fuck you want me to do? You know? right? Well, I would love it. Like I love what you're doing and I would love it even more if you did it a little softer or I would love it even more if you did it somewhere else. Like maybe I would rather do like, uh, focus on my breasts today because I'm really sensitive, you know, or right. something, you know. Um, right. Yeah. So just redirection. They they need simple, short, concise directions. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, this is what I want you to do. Punto. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 All right. So, yeah. So like, you know, you're having oral sex and I think yeah. that's probably one of the main times that you get to tell somebody where to go because you know like you said not I mean men in general sometimes don't even men in general besides them being Latino don't know the uh, the woman's uh, genitalia uh, a clitoris and all that and they think the whole is you know is the way to go and if not <laughs> um, but to Te- redirect them during that time and I love that you said that because that is actually see that's definitely a, a psychology therapy technique where you're using I statements not mm-hmm. you don't do that no no not there you know because <laughs> yeah. like, forget it yeah. mood. but I would I love that you said it that way using that I love that you do this oh I would love it even more that even entices them, whoa, she's gonna go crazy because if I do this, she, if I do more of that. That is perfect, Anna. I really love that you said that. And that is something that I think women, Latinas, have to practice saying and feel comfortable. Like you said, with confidence to say that. Mm-hmm. Um and if the man doesn't like that you said that and he ain't for you. Yeah, right? Exactly. Stop settling. Yeah, perfect. So you know, we talked about what the woman can do. What could society contribute to this? I mean, what are some of the things that you think? I know we could be here forever. Right. But in general, when you think, when you're going through these studies, what do you think is, is needed? I mean, do you think that we need to change the way we educate, do sex ed in schools? Like, What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, tell, yeah. tell us. What so, do you think? Yeah, so one of my main goals in life is to reform sex education in the United States. So there's not every state in the United States is required to um, provide sex education. Some Mm. of them only provide HIV, um, STI prevention. They don't even provide like anything else. So not even like basic anatomy. Um, The states that do require uh, sex ed, only a few of them are um, required to give science-based sex education. So there's a lot of schools that are giving sex education that they're not even required to tell you the truth. Like they're not required to tell you like, Hey, like this is your cycle and different things like that. Like, and I think that a lot of times it's, they, we consider it, you know, like, um, like it's, Oh, it's sexual. They're children. And it's like, no, you're teaching them about their bodies and it's only sexual when you make it sexual, Mm -hmm. like breastfeeding, for example, like this is not the same topic. I was going to say this is a different topic, but it's not. So like, people are always like, oh my gosh, she's breastfeeding in public. Like it's only sexual because you made it sexual. She's literally Mm -hmm. feeding her child. Like it's not sexual till you make it sexual. So I think it, it does start. um, It starts at the home one, but also Mm -hmm. parents don't know what they don't know. So they cannot teach their children. Like my mom's a baby boomer. So like she doesn't know shit. So she's how she won't tell me, right? And so, yeah. And so, you know, it does start at home. However, you know, the the science-based part needs to be implemented. It needs to be, you know, required in the schools and they need to start teaching at age appropriate. I'm totally a fan of, it's not the talk, it's like a conversation. So starting from very young Um, I was very fortunate that my mom, when I was younger, like she would always tell me like, you know, this is your, this is your vulva and you know, what appropriate touch was. And like, if I would go to the doctor and I had to get a physical, so I would like get naked and she'd be like, you know what? I had a male doctor and she's like, you know what? It's okay because he's a doctor and I'm here. And if not, Mm -hmm. then it's not okay. And so like having those conversations, that's still sex education. And I think that's what people don't realize is that consent you know, talking about your body, giving them the actual names of, you know, of their parts so that they know, because studies have actually shown that um, children that do not know the the actual names of their genitalia, they're more likely to be um, sexually assaulted. And, and it not come out because they don't know that it's not appropriate. And they're not they, you know, they make up names for stuff all the time. And so not knowing those appropriate names is not only confusing, it also creates shame. And then it also, it confuddles it if, you know, they're ever sexually assaulted. Right. So yeah, definitely at home. Also the sex education, that's like my goal in life. Like I would die happy if it happened
0: to my <laughs> <mom>. <laughs> like, you know? um, oh, obviously great. a lot of work
1: done. Yeah, right. that and... Um, you know, the media needs to change. And I think a lot of that is changing with everything that's going on in the political climate right now. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of that's going to start changing. But, you know, the stereotypical Latina, like we're either a maid or, you know, we're this sultry, sexy, spicy, you know, kind of person. And that shouldn't be what any woman is any woman is depicted as, you know, if it's like a one off, like, you know, sometimes it goes with the movie, you know, whatever. But why is it always the ethnic women? that that's what they're like they're like this exotic you know thing to go for and like no because by you doing that you're making them more likely to be sexually assaulted and raped because they're lusted after you know like yeah. we're beautiful without all that so we don't right. need, we don't need your extra attention it's not yes. cute. yeah um, so yeah so I think the media needs to change and then yeah <laughs> yeah, <education>. no,
0: <laughs> I love everything that you said because that is exactly—I kid you not. When JLo came out, all of a sudden, I had so much attention, yeah. and I didn't even know. I was like, "What's going on?" <laughs> you know? No. And it was that sexual. Oh, you're sexy, mm-hmm. and I'm like how am i sexy i am not dressed sexy i mean and they are were putting that on me but everything you said is right on is absolutely right on you know we do need to make that change because we are more than just that you know we are educated we're leaders we're entrepreneurs you know we're you know we're a lot more than just that but yeah that that's going to take a, a lot, but I think it's possible because if you think about where we were years ago, you know, it's a slow change. I always say it's baby steps, but I know it will eventually, you know, get there. Um, but how, you mentioned a couple of things about, well, you mentioned about naming, you know, telling the child to name your body part and being mm. comfortable with that. We're, is there ever a right age that you start, saying that and then you you don't say you know you know you don't use the little baby words you know uh so I'm a fan of talking to children
1: like adults but that's just me like I it's so funny because like I talk to them in a baby voice but I talk to them like as I like the vocabulary I would use as an adult because Mm -hmm. that actually helps them increase their vocabulary Right. Um, So I'm always and I do it on purpose. So I always talk to my nephews in this baby voice and they look at me like I'm crazy because they're like six. (laughs) But (laughs) but I talk to them in like a vocabulary that I would use with an adult. So um, I'm a huge fan of naming it, even since they're infants. You know, we talk to our babies all the time, like when you're cleaning them, like this is your vulva and you know, like naming it like it's it. There's nothing. I think people are like, oh, they're so innocent. And it's like, they can still be innocent and know about their body like that's not that's not going to take away their innocence and this whole idea of innocence like the the idea of like virginity which is what is associated with like this innocence right is a societal construct so this mm-hmm. this wasn't a thing until you know society decided like oh like this puritan you know um stuff like oh you know women are not supposed to be and it was basically like to to bring down women, to demean women, you know, Mm -hmm. about coming into their sexual power. Because a lot of indigenous folks back in the day before we were colonized, you know, like we were like boning like bunnies, like, you know what I mean? Like, and it it wasn't, it was normal. And now it's, you know, oh, what are you doing? It's, right. it's not seen the same way. And so it has this lot of like historical roots that
0: I think, going back to the question. <laughs> yeah.
1: you no, know, but before
0: you, you say anything, boning, please yeah. t- um, <laughs> tell people what that really is. <laughs> <I think laughs> Having said. Just in case. Sorry. No, just in case.
1: Saying it from the very, from the get go, because I also think that if you're starting And I noticed this with other words as well, that a lot of parents, you know, talk to their children like babies and I get Mm -hmm. it, Um, but they use different words for things. And then when they get older, like there comes like this cognitive dissonance, like they're confused about like, what, like, oh, what is that? Wait, what, you've been saying it's this the whole time. So I'm confused. Um, Um, So I think that, yeah, it creates a lot of confusion. And because um, children that are, well, typically anyone actually, that's um, sexually assaulted, they're more likely to be sexually assaulted by someone that they know. Mm-hmm.
0: So then it muddles
1: the waters even more because if they're getting sexually assaulted by, say, an uncle or a brother or whatever it is, and they don't, they're don't, they confused on the name, they're going to be like, oh, wow, well, you know, and they're going to yeah. stay quiet more than likely. Um, yeah. And studies have actually shown this. Um, so it's really important for me, for parents to start it from, you know, start from the beginning. And I just think it's like, I'm simple. So I think just like, I don't want to do something and then change it up. Like I would rather just like stick with it from the beginning. And I think that also bring, gives them confident and like they're being able to like not be shameful. And especially like a lot of people don't want to go to the doctor for issues that they're having, you know, maybe it's a yeast infection or something, you know, like it doesn't even have to be sex related and, you know, or, you know. They could have cancer and not know and but they'll having symptoms of something and they don't know because they're like, oh, well, I'm I'm too embarrassed to go to the doctor. So it almost creates this shame by naming it something else. It's like you can't you can't talk about it, right? So it must be bad because you can't say the word,
0: you know? Yeah. Oh, Uh, that is so true. That is so true. Okay. That is really important to do to educate the kid. I mean, it really starts at the beginning. mm -hmm. You know, we're you know, we're You know, we're being funny about this because we're talking about sex (laughs) and sometimes we talk about it and, but it is a serious matter as far as a, as a Latina to know your body parts and it really starts at the beginning and you're right. There is this, uh, this innocence that I think that's going to take a lot to, to get rid of that, that we don't want to ruin the innocence and it's like, Mm -hmm. it's your body it's your body part. What is, what is that? Mm-hmm. Tell her it's a vagina, you know? Yeah. Um, it, why, why do we even have to use that word innocence when it comes to women and Latinas? Why? And that's something yeah. that is going to take a while to change. Um, but yeah, I totally agree that it begins at home. And then if you don't have the parent that knows there's obviously, I think as, you know, I'm seeing a lot more on the internet, a lot of more resources. And there's a lot of, a lot more younger Latinas like yourself that are more like, you know, I know my body part and I know what I want. And I'm, I'm, it, there's nothing wrong with wanting it. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm seeing more of that. I mean, we're not there, obviously, but I'm totally seeing a lot of that, especially in the younger communities. I just hope that it keeps going. But what, With that being said, my last question, and we talked a lot about a lot of things. Uh, what is one thing you think, of all the things we talked about, mm-hmm. that you think Latinas should know when it comes to their sexuality, words of wisdom? And you may have already said it, but what is the thing that you think this is so important?
1: Yeah, I, and I actually did say this earlier, and it, so I'm glad you asked me to repeat it. Um, So el placer es poder. So pleasure is power. And that's within anything. So this, I know we're talking about sex. So of course, in the sexual, you know, arena, yes, but outside of sex as well. So, you know, taking care of yourself, how we talked about taking care of ourselves, women in general, we typically, oh, it's the kids first. It's my husband first. It's the family first. And that's great. But you don't have what you don't have to give. So Mm -hmm. You know, if you, if your cup is empty, you're not going to be able to give to other people. The, the more times you keep refilling your cup, the more you have to give. So if you're worried about not having an, like, oh, I can't spend an hour, like reading a book that I enjoy because, you know, you, you have to take care of the kids. But it's like, if you spent that time, it would be more, you would be more present with your children, with your family, whoever it is that you're taking care of or spending time with, you're going to be more present. You're going to be more patient. So, You know, hitting <laughs> like mm-hmm. them with a chancla, like you know, like, you're gonna be <laughs> like they're kids, like, yeah. okay, sometimes they do things on purpose, but sometimes they just don't know, you know, right. and so, like, you're gonna be more patient and yeah, and
0: just yeah, pleasure's the answer to everything, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think you self care is part of that, yeah. um. And like you said, just like you said it, when you are taking care of yourself and being confident in asking for things, especially in the bedroom, because things yeah. when things in the bedroom don't go right, it starts seeping into your, you know, everyday yeah. life. You're you're not gonna grab that chancleta and hit someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you don't need
1: a partner for pleasure. Like that's like a huge thing. Like self pleasure is totally, you know.
0: It's Absolutely. okay,
1: yes. and there's not like a right way to do it. If it feels good, keep doing it. If it doesn't, don't do something else. You know, like yes. it doesn't have to be this like magnificent. Like, oh, I'm gonna turn on music in the bath and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, you could do that. That's totally fine. Yeah.
0: However, Girl, it doesn't have to be that. You know. That's exactly what I used to think. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because that's what you see on TV. You know, yeah. the music, the bubbles, yeah. the champagne bottle. Yeah. And and then when it actually does happen, you're like holy shit, that's not.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's,
0: it, you know, it's like we set these expectations. Like, mm-hmm. it's the same
1: thing, you know? Like, what if we just went into things like, okay, like, I'm going to have a great experience
0: and that's it. Like, there's no reason to have, like, these huge expectations <laughs> about stuff. Right. And I think that I just want to emphasize, you don't need anyone to uh, to feel sexual or have sex. Right. You know, you can be by yourself. And I, I need to emphasize that because I don't think, again, we're not taught that. We're not told that. We, nobody, I mean, nobody teaches that. I don't think when I was growing up. And it's more of what your friends are talking about. And then you're like, oh, I didn't oh you know. And, uh, but I want to emphasize that it's so important that you don't need anyone to, uh, you know, you could pleasure yourself if need be. Right? Right. right. Okay. Anna. thank you so much for being on here. I love talking about this. I love this. This was so much fun with you. And I want to tell everybody that I will put the, um, the books that you mentioned. If you could just send me in an email just to make sure I have the authors correct. Yeah. And I'll put the link on the, uh, I put the link on the episode notes and where can we find you? best place to find me is on Instagram. So it's just
1: at sex and Spanglish. Super easy to find me and my Twitter and my Facebook is actually connected to that. So if you just go to the Instagram, it's like the end all be all and I'm more active on Instagram anyway. And you'll also be the first to know when my, my website actually <laughs> comes up within the next few weeks.
0: Okay. So, yeah, definitely. Um, Let me know when that happens so that when yeah, we drop sure. this episode, we could put that on the episode uh, yeah. links. Um, all right, Anna, thank you again. This was fun. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. And I hope you felt educated <laughs> in this hour uh, talking about sex. And it's important to talk about it. And again, emphasizing self-care and, and all the great things that Anna shared with us today. So I just want to thank you again. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye.